Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so excited to welcome Caitlin to the podcast today. Welcome, Caitlin. Hi, thanks for having me. What is your question for me today? My question is, how do I separate experiences with imperfect people in the church from my testimony of the gospel when the church is entirely made up of people who will always make mistakes and can hurt us? Mm, Yeah, that's a really good question. Do you have a specific example that you're willing to share that we could talk about? Yeah, you know, there's there's obviously been little ones over time, but I think the one that really almost startled me a while ago was it was about a year and a half ago and I was pregnant with my fourth child and was asked to take on a, a leadership calling um, that came with a lot of stress. And I accepted because my mentality was you don't say no to callings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I did, I accepted this calling and it was going really great for a while. And I had my baby and things started to get kind of bad. And I was really overcome with postpartum anxiety and depression. And Mm. I found myself getting anxiety attacks like days before meetings and activities and I also really felt this push, like, when was I going back to church? How much time did I need? And, but Mm. I felt like they're asking for a timeline and, and I didn't know how to give that to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I ended up going back about, it was like eight weeks after and it just still didn't go very well. And so I decided, I decided to pray about it. I was like, all right, if I'm this upset, then I'm going to pray and ask my heavenly parents, like, can I feel peace about asking to be released? Because I had only been in about six months. Mm -hmm. And so I spent a lot of time praying about it. And, and I, I decided to go in and ask my Bishop to be released. And I had told him, you know, I, I'm not asking you to pray about it. I've, I've gotten my answer and I need to be released. And about four or five weeks later, I was brought in again. And while I was expecting to be released, I was met with my bishop saying, you know, I've gone to the temple, I've prayed about it. And I feel like it's just not time for you to be released. And it honestly just like crushed me. Mm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, it was hard. Yeah. You know, because I I think for so long, especially as, you know, a kid, you, you look to your leaders and even though maybe as you see them, it was a little bit infallible. Like, I think it just kind of shook me like, wow, leaders are really fallible and they can Mm -hmm. make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just made me feel like, can I really trust any of my leaders? Do they have my best spiritual intentions? And so it was was hard. This example is such a great um, illustration of the tension between like 
external authority and internal authority. Totally. And before this situation, it sounds like you, you kind of gave external authority more um, weight and Mm -hmm. more importance than maybe your own. Yeah. And in this experience, it sounds like what you learned is to own your own authority. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's Mm -hmm. always a tension between those two things. And part of, I think, what helps us grow is navigating that tension of, now, who's God speaking through? And what's right for me? Ultimately, it's your life. It's your mental health. It's your family relationships. It's your, right? You are the ultimate say in your life. Yeah. And you can go directly to deity to find that answer. And so way to go. And it sounds like you're grieving. Like, oh, I thought I thought they had everything together. I thought they were inspired all the time. Mm -hmm. It has been a long grieving process. And sometimes when I when I bring it up again, I feel like, why am I talking about this again? Because I feel like maybe other people don't understand how much it truly did affect me. Yeah. Yeah. What happened is it, it shook your paradigm, right? Like leaders Mm -hmm. are always inspired was kind of what you went into this with. Yeah. And then you realize, whoa, whoa, wait a second. They can really make like big mistakes. Mm -hmm. What's going on here. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's a hard transition to make. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's helpful, and it's, you may have already kind of done this, to separate your relationship with the church with your relationship with your heavenly parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely found myself kind of trying to go back to the basics, and it's almost like I have to rethink my testimony of everything. I mean, I do have a solid testimony in some things, but I mean, I find myself praying a lot more sincerely to find answers to certain parts of the gospel, mm-hmm. which that's good. That's growth, good. <laughs> right? That's like yeah. maturity and, and ultimately taking responsibility for your own faith, for mm-hmm. your own relationship with the church and yeah. you're right. Leaders get it wrong. And so, you know, you're responsible to have a voice for your personal revelation yeah. And ultimately you get to say, I'm not doing this calling. I I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like that's I mean, were you released ultimately? Uh, from when I asked to when I was actually released, it was about two months. Oh wow. And truthfully, when I when I went in and asked, I was left with, okay, well, so this is my answer, and I want you to go home and and pray about my answer. Mm -hmm. And so, and that kind of left me still very devastated, but I went home and my husband obviously saw me visibly upset Yeah, and bless his heart. He got ready quietly and he got on his phone, sent a message and he was gone within 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. he had to go and talk to the bishop Mm -hmm. and tell him, well, he quoted a lot of scripture. Uh And told him that he was basically holding me hostage in this calling with his spiritual dominion or spiritual keys 
So, mm, mm. and how did you feel about your husband getting involved? You know, initially I was just so grateful that he kind of saved me mm-hmm. and it made me really glad that he did have my best interest and that he did understand what I was going through. Mm-hmm. But as I healed, I was, I was mad that he had to do that. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, why did he have to do that? Why wasn't my answer enough? Why wasn't my spiritual uh, journey to finding my answer enough? Yeah, that brings up another another issue, right? Like the yeah. the patriarchy male kind of authority stuff. Yeah. And that's an example of where you know, it's like your bishop may have taken it better from your husband than from you, which is wrong. And that's how I felt, which is not right. And it's mm-hmm. human nature to to be drawn to people who are like us. Yeah. So like, I'm not, you know, I'm sure your bishop was doing the best he could and your husband's doing the best he could, but it illustrates that point, right? Like why Mm -hmm. wasn't your voice enough? Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, like I do know that that bishop, he did have my best or the best intentions, maybe not my best, but the best intentions and trying to do the best job that he could. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't wrong in how he was doing it. Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's possible. And I don't know if this is true or not, but it's a possibility that you were both right. That this was an opportunity for you to take a stand for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he needed to push back so you could go, no, this is mine. Right. So you could learn this thing. So it's Mm -hmm. possible that you were both right in your response. Mm-hmm. And my guess is you both grew from this experience. Like he probably has reflected on this, like, wow, what happened? You know? And so I hope that, so. <laughs> I, I hope so too. I, my husband's yeah. currently serving as a bishop. So I know how imperfect they are and how hard yeah. they try and how they get it wrong sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have really come to that understanding, like, He's a great person. He was trying his best. And I mean, I would never want to be a bishop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I understand the pressure that he has and everything. And and I do hope that he has learned from it. I know I've learned from it a lot. I've learned a lot about myself and about boundaries. And yeah. um, but I still do just struggle with with trusting people with almost like my spiritual heart. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe that's your <laughs> yeah. job. Yeah. No, you I know? I have become a lot more independent in my relationship with Heavenly Father in terms of like what I keep for myself and the things that I I learn about and the things that I'm getting my testimony of. So good. I think that's that's, that's the goal, right? Is taking Yeah, totally taking more responsibility for your own spirituality and your own faith and your own relationship Mm -hmm. with the divine. That's the goal. So like, good job. I'm cheering you on. Thanks. It's been a little bit hard, you know, just like we've moved and now I have a new Bishop and I find myself just holding back with my interest in participating and just being involved because I'm afraid to get hurt again. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's totally normal to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're not in the same place you were when you were called because you've learned to claim your own personal authority and you've learned that you're responsible for your spirituality. And yeah, so that's true. maybe you don't need to be afraid. Maybe you can engage confidently knowing if someone crosses my boundary, I'm going to tell them. Or if I'm called to do something, I get a confirmation that it's not the right time. I'm going to say mm-hmm. no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's coming up for I you? I thought about that. Yeah. No, I mean, that. it does make me emotional that, yeah, maybe this whole thing, now I know how to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't apologize. That's good stuff. Like the yeah. ahas, those are good, good moments. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. You've learned how to stand up for yourself. So what if you mm-hmm. opened your heart up and engaged knowing that you're going to protect yourself and your spiritual life, that that's your stewardship? Mm. Yeah, I think that might be the next step. Yeah. I think so. Kind of healing the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Because holding back takes energy too, right? Like that does. It really does. (laughs) And my guess is you have have other things to do that you could use that energy for, like taking care of your four children, right? Yes. They are very busy. So. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. You're welcome. So what are you going to take? with you from our conversation, Caitlin? I think, you know, it means a lot for somebody on the outside to recognize how far I have come when maybe it was hard for me to recognize that. And so Mm. I think moving forward, I still have a long ways to go in terms of my testimony of certain areas because I did feel like I had to start over in a Mm -hmm. lot of places. But I think I can go forward and work on that confidence with understanding how I now can protect myself based on what I've learned from that experience. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, your spirituality is yours and your engagement with the church is yours. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for sharing your story on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me and thank you for listening and and understanding. My pleasure. My pleasure. We'll keep in touch and let me know how things go. I will. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com.
have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.